This is Black Responsibility, an open dialogue to discuss and address topics relevant to the education, development, and liberation of Black people. This discussion is not only a movement, but an authentically raw yet artistic exchange of thoughts, ideas, and experiences. We encourage and appreciate listeners of all ages, level of abilities, identities, nationalities, religions, and political affiliations, because empathy is the key to progress. So without further ado, this is Brooke. This is Kyle. And this is Black Responsibility. We appreciate y'all for having us. One of the things I did yesterday when I was going back and revisiting a bookmark in uh, Bell Hook's book was she talked about how when white men did the research on us, on mm-hmm. black families, they did it comparing it to white families. Mm, okay. So you got to think, you know, this book is about how the black woman's experience in America. And she talked about us fighting for our rights and how at one point it felt like, so you're going to fight for black people and civil rights or you're going to fight for women's rights. You got to pick one, but it's like, am I not black and am I not woman? Woman, right. Like, and how the white women didn't want us a part of the women's movement because they mm-hmm. didn't, they, they didn't give up, they felt, <laughs> I, and I've heard, I think Dr. Walker said this before. That was a white woman's fight. It was. When we were in yeah, class. That, that, is, that, that was a that white like woman's fight. The white woman yeah. was having a problem with her white man. Dick Gregory said that too. He did. So when you think about that, we being pulled away from our continent and our different countries within our continent, the diaspora is so broad that there's a lot of differences depending on where you are from languages, culture, whatever. And so I'll I'll talk about the Dogon tribe. So there's this sculpture of the Dogon tribe, a seated couple, and it's from the 18th to early 19th century. And it's in the Metropolitan Museum of Arts. And it has the woman with her arm around the man. And they're sitting next to each other. And I can't remember where it was at, uh, but it's another sculpture kind of like this where the man has his arm around the woman's waist and the woman has her arm around the man's neck. And it shows the balance of the masculine and the feminine energy. But in this one, with the man, the woman having her arm around the man, like, that's how it is. It's like, we got you. You know what I mean? Like, we got each other. And we sat up here and let them tell us how there should be. So when we go back to talking about the white man observing the black family based on theirs, well, the white woman didn't have no rights in her fucking household. Who? So... When the they're observing black families and the black woman is the one outside of the home working, not taking into account that they won't hire the black man. The white man is looking like, oh, the black man is weak because the woman is outside working. Well, guess what? You and your people won't hire him, but y'all are hired a woman to do the shit that y'all wife should be doing. And now y'all wife got an extra time on her hands. So now she fighting you for the rights that she wants. Because she ain't got to clean up the house. Observing it like that is like, well, now the woman has free time and it's certain <clears> things that she wants out of life because she not, she's not preoccupied or distracted about domestic work anymore. And she yeah. was barely ever preoccupied with that because now y'all got to pay this black woman something. Yeah. At first, you, you, just take her, you just take her in because she your slave. Yeah. So we didn't get to decide 
what our roles really look like. Nor did we have any, we didn't have an earlier reference to right. what our, on the basis of our culture and where we came from, how our dynamics really leveled out. Right. So, so I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this let's right say quick. that, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Right quick, just because we talk about slavery or whatever, but it makes me think about, because you think you talk about the, the, the white woman not doing her job or the, <laughs> it's just funny or the black woman doing the white woman's job, but like, it's just, I can't help but think about how cynical slavery actually was, right? Because we were seen as property, right? Think about it like this. And an investment. So you needed black woman and a black man, right? But yes. oftentimes, you know, they took the biggest and the most uh how you want to say it, the most potential um blacks to to make and create more business. Um but oftentimes the slave master himself took it upon himself to create his own offspring with a slave and then thus treating him like a slave or her like a slave, mm-hmm. but still having them as property to do more of his work because his wife often couldn't bear children. Huh? Like this shit is really messed up, man. Like I think, and I think the thing is when y'all don't learn this in school and you don't like, this is for everybody. This ain't just for black people. This is for white. This is for everybody. Right. When you don't learn this in school, you don't have the context. So you speak on things that just sound really obscure or right. you're not able to explain, or you look at black and white relationships a little bit differently. That oh, I was I swear to God you was in my head just then. Cause I was like, that's something that we hear often in the the show Sisters that I was telling you about by Tyler mm-hmm. Perry. Yeah. Tyler Perry get a lot of slack because of his his roles based on, you know, them all somewhat being the same. But I, I suggest y'all check out Tyler Perry's sisters on BT. It it literally does a great job at giving us a range of different black people, like as individuals. Mm-hmm. So on that show, when we talk about the relationships, it was this one part of the show where a man and a woman meet in a grocery store and they have that black man, black woman conversation. And all he did was like try to kind of talk to her and she was like, nah, like brush him off on some shit. Like I ain't interested. And then that's when the argument started. Well, why black women always look so angry? Blah, 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 blah. And fast forward. And you know, the, the extra had to come. So all the black women stopped and they clapped yeah. her on while she got them yeah. his ass off. Yeah. And when the scene yeah. end, they kind of go back, the, everybody else go back to doing what they was doing. <laughs> but when they leave out the store or whatever, they're talking and come to find out this black man is married to a white woman who just cheated on him. Claude. So they both going through some and she's bitter because her boyfriend who is devout. If all y'all watch the Ellis's, I'll be watching y'all. Some of y'all Insta stories. Y'all know who they are. That's the boyfriend or the ex-boyfriend at this point. And they're going through something because he cheated on her. And just the, the point of when you sit there and you look like, oh, you married to a white woman, black man with a white woman, or why you, why black women are so angry? And it's like, these are systematic things. And they actually took the time to talk to each other. And it just showed once again how often we as people don't say what we mean for right. so whatever different reasons we don't, or we don't say everything we mean. So we'll give you our anger but we won't give you our love and our passion mm. as to why mm-hmm. we're so angry because mm-hmm. you're not angry for no reason. 
Or we can talk about the movie last night. Um, yes, uh, yes. The movie, my, the photograph. Come on with it. the photograph. <laughs> Me and Cowboy went to go watch the photograph, and when oh, you talk about man. the communication, they were even oh, communicating man. that they didn't know how to communicate certain man. things. So, like, context. what is so wrong with that? So, so I'm gonna give y'all context, right? If you come all with, are, are are interested in going to go see that movie, I highly suggest that you go see it. I mean, go see it. Do, do do what yourself, but go. See, you need to watch that movie by yourself because a lot of the stuff you just don't naturally pick up on, man. So my experience, I'm probably gonna go see it uh, Tuesday again, so I can. And I wish I would have been able to go see it twice for you all to give you all this feedback. But just like, oh man, like I picked up on so much, and I was, but man, like, all right. So I was in there, and it was like 20 little uh, little black kids, like, and they had to be under 12 years old, like. What y'all doing in this movie? They was in there running around, jumping around. A cop came in there and he just stood there. He was a white cop. And I, I kind of appreciate uh, our, our PD around the city because they, they treated it in a different manner. They're not, they're not as, as aggressive as people um, or cops in Augusta. But like he just stood there and tried to be a presence. But as soon as he, his ass left, they was back at tur- it. turning back up again. Turning up. And I was just like, man, listen. <laughs> we were talking about, and I was with my coworkers, whatever. And then, man, this is this is a whole another episode. But just like it just made me think about like the things that they were saying um, in regard to just the group or whatever. You know, it just made me think about man. They really, they still don't like. They don't. They don't. They get it, but they don't get it. And also, <laughs> I don't. I'm. I don't want kids. I'm so scared to have kids because of this shit. Like, because <laughs> one of my coworkers. And I'm the just, exact opposite. Of listen, them. I can't wait to have a family. I mean, <laughs> I mean. Well, I'm, I can't wait. Uh, I can wait. <laughs> I mean, but we, I want we're, we're we're probably in the same space, really. I mean, I'm excited. I really want to have all girls. Um, oh, I really want to have all girls because I just that, that's right, just yeah. awesome. But I feel like what's gonna happen is I'm not gonna have all girls. <laughs> but no, what it, what it, what happened was like one of my coworkers. She said, "Nah, I was in the back of the movie theater in the corner making out with dudes." I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, oh, "So which?" I was like, "So I was like, so which one's worse?" Like, <laughs> I gotta deal with either my my children getting taken out the damn movies and picking their ass right back up, or I gotta deal with ass getting fucked up in the goddamn somebody. God damn! Ah, come on, man! I can't win. I look, I look. That right there, that doesn't work for me. Hey, that that doesn't work for me right now. That shit ain't working for me. <laughs> but no, um, but yeah. So just if before we talk about it, I just want to let you all know, it's a really great movie. I think that at first I have to I have to reflect on it. But I really think that you should. I really, truly, and honestly believe that when seeing movies, especially black movies, if you're not black or a person of color and you're listening to this, a lot of the facial expressions and emotions, like you would think they're awkward, but everything about a movie is intentional. So you right. must pick that up. People don't just pay all this money just to put shit out there. So you have to literally. It's more than a storyline. You got to yes, put it all it's together. More, like, so if the story fragments are broken or the timeline doesn't make sense, or, it's a fucking movie, first off. But then, two, you have to imagine, you have to look at what it's communicating versus what the movie is just, what you see in the movie, right? There's so much beauty in that movie, man. Like, and I think that at first glance, I didn't pick it up. But then after talking to Brooke, it's just like, okay. Because we were actually picking up on the same things. But again, I wasn't able to hear even the the, the music in the background because you damn kids yelling. <laughs> like, so, yeah. Straight up. Yeah. So you want to talk about how you felt about the movie? I think it was a great movie because it did a really good job at showing 
the way we communicate, it balanced the um the masculine and the feminine. And now I'm about to bring in um come on, give me the movie name. I'm I'm doing terrible right now. Help me out. I'm oh. going to talk about Queen of Slim. Queen of Slim. Queen of Slim. Queen I actually and actually Slim. I actually I actually made a reference to Queen of Slim. To one of my uh, coworkers when we were watching it, I was like, that, "You ever seen Queens?" She, she said, "No," but still. <laughs> but yeah. So the thing about Queen and Slim that I liked was how the woman was so sure of herself; she was very confident, and yeah. the man he he questioned things, but they did a really good job at balancing each other out. So mm-hmm. when he put his foot down and stepped forward, she followed, and vice versa. So mm-hmm. different times they both chose to lead. So when mm-hmm. we talk about the dynamics of the black man and the black woman, we don't let society tell us what's going to work for us. Stop going by society standards, your homeboy standards, your homegirl standards, your mama, your daddy, and just really take the time to with your individual, whether you say you y'all roommates. Mm-hmm. Or y'all, y'all best friends, or whatever it is, taking <clears throat> somebody for who they are and what's gonna work for y'all. Yeah. Cause what works for us may not work for y'all. Right. Me and Kyle, we don't talk to a million people a day. We're very selective on the people we talk to and we, we give our energy to. And lately, me and him been on the same shit. Like we don't really want to talk to nobody, but like maybe three people in our entire lives, and we're right. one of the three. Like right. I called him the other day. I was like, bro, today been a hell of a day. You probably you and my cousin Mark are the only two people I really don't want to talk to. Yeah. I don't got, got to the point now. I'm like, if I call you and you don't call me back, or if I call you and you call me back hours later, I'm not picking up the phone. Because I done lost that thought and I done lost that energy to, to give you. But that's a whole nother thing. Um, Straight up. But to piggyback on what you were saying about that, man, like, like I, I've, I've played around with this, this thought, man. Like, it, you got to realize, too, we're recording this the day after Valentine's Day. Um, you know, and I all respect to those who are out here and embracing real love and true love and what that means for them. I don't give a damn what what y'all doing? I mean, all this posting stuff, cool, as long as y'all doing that shit authentically, honestly. Do, do, that, do that for y'all, man. Don't do that for everybody else. You did. Fuck. But when we talk about love, man, like, even in, in just normal miscommunication, like, like when people say I love you or whatever, like, do you even know what that shit mean? Like, what, is that, what does that really mean? Love, to me, is an experiential undertaking. It's, an, it's, it's so much of a lived experience that you cannot just say that you love somebody. And even in the first couple of real relationships that you ever had in your life, you may not actually love somebody. Because with love comes discipline. With love comes mm. trust. With trust, it, it, love comes communication. Love is, is a world, is a space that you have with somebody else that nobody else may have. Right? So you right. can love... Like, so when... I mean... <laughs> so when... <laughs> I, I try to tell people this. I try to tell like Jesse and like my LBs and stuff like that. They'd be like, Kyle never says he loves you or whatever. I'm like, because like, I, I it might not all be there. Like, you know, and there's some things that I'm missing when it comes to love, of course, but like it if I am not if I can't trust you, if I have a sense that I can't trust you, then I don't love you. But I think that with Queen and Slim and even um the photograph the tide starts turning and the relationship becomes more elevated and progressive because they are actually embedding tenets of love within their relationship. It wasn't until um, it wasn't until Queen actually started trusting Slim 
that he started feeling a little bit more confident to step forward and make, you know, decisions. Right. And they had to allow each other that time. They had and to. not just that. Let's talk about what we were talking about looking at a person as the individual. Mm-hmm. They had no choice but to take each other for who they were because of the situation they was in. They yeah. didn't have time to project their thoughts of each other on one another. It's like we in this shit together no matter who the fuck you are. And mm-hmm. I just have to meet you where you are because we can't make it alone. And we all have to have that mindset. I have to take you for who you are, meet you in the middle because there there has to be compromise. The thought that comes to mind is too when I'm watching it, when I watch Queen of Slam. Oh man, like I was in such a different place, but just like it made me think about damn. They like you said, they had no choice but to literally trust each other, but also they had no choice but to live their lives. Like they didn't know if the next day was going to be promised. Thanks. They they were just they were doing all they could at that moment in that time in that space. And so when you're thinking about communicating with pe- with black people with, with, with any people, with any person think about one, impact over intention and then also think about the fact that you may never get this opportunity so let this shit, let this shit out say that shit, like, experience that because that's all to the betterment of who you are and your own personal self right, like just take the time I say what we want y'all to get out of this is understand that the way things are, there's a reason behind it right, we are not like other people they're is not enough studies on who we are as people and the studies that we have, we don't go looking for. So to understand each other better and to communicate better to help with all the relationships that you have with one another, when you're talking about relationships with other people, we need to fix ourselves. This is black responsibility. It's our responsibility to help each other and fix ourselves because just like Queen is slim, the only way we gonna make it out is together, even if that means we don't make it out at all. I rather make I rather not make it out with Kyle than to make it out without Kyle, and it's just that simple. And yeah. I feel like that with the rest of my brothers, with my sisters, oh, anybody. If you really know me and you had the chance to experience me, because me and Kyle have always also been talking about getting out this mind state of feeling like somebody is yours, and that's mm. very big when it comes Ooh. to relationships. Hey, we got we, we got to talk about that next episode. Ooh, we got them, we got them, and you know what <laughs> I mean. Getting out of that feeling that somebody is yours. Lauren London at Nipsey's um, memorial, she said something very profound when she one of the things that I say probably one of the most important things the man said because he dropped a lot of jewels was you know, you only get to experience people in this lifetime. Uh, yeah. And then yep. she turned around and said something else a few weeks back when she was like, you know, the people that God got with you, one day he gonna want them back. Mm. So hmm. take that into real context and understand. And by no means understand that we're telling y'all that based on our journeys. I have yep. I have family situations and stuff like that. You know, we ain't about to go into that. But I'm telling y'all because I'm living this life. He's telling y'all because he's living this life and we're maneuvering through things and we're seeing things that make us want to be better people. But when you're trying to be better, there's going to be some pushback. God going to test you like, is you really about what you're talking about? And we've got to the point where we're up for the challenge to be what we're talking about. We'll consult with each other and be on some stuff like, man, I just knew I was right. But my brother just told me I was wrong. So maybe I need to sit down and hear what he said. Same thing. It ain't too many people that can tell me something. It's few people. You got Kyle, my dukes, um, my cousin Mark, you know, Ebone, Shalanda. Those are the very few people that if they say something to me, Freddie, 
I, I'm going to sit back and listen because I know no matter what, they have my best interest at heart. Yeah. Same thing for my best friend, Adrian. So these are things where we are on this journey trying to become better people and things that we're noticing. And we want us all to be better. We don't just want to be better people. We want y'all to be better too. So as we meet down this road and we hit these crossroads where we come and connect with each other, we're meeting a better version of you and y'all meeting a better version of us. And that goes for any of us that we meet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? We ain't around here being hypocritical. We ain't human by no means. We out here still growing, mending relationships, starting new, very few new, because we, we ain't too yeah, much about yeah. the new friend. <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. I don't know if that works for me. Yeah, but she don't work for me. <laughs> it, it's just so much when it comes to us being people and to be able to enjoy one another the way we do. Yeah. We know it's we would like to enjoy some of our family family members as much as we enjoy each other. And we all know <clears throat> you don't get to pick your family. So that's not surprise. So when you, with your friends, choose wisely. <laughs> you, you you hear me? <laughs> choose choose wisely. wisely. So when yeah. I talk about these, that's why early on I said, <clears throat> you know, I'm not talking about the people who do wrong. Everybody ain't going to fit into their 99%. Some of these people you're going to have to let go. Some of these people, it ain't no meaning where they at because they want to be all about them. Well, mind you, when you meet somebody in the middle, that means they got to come halfway, too. If you ain't finding people who are willing to come halfway with you, let them go. Sorry, they can't fit into this equation. They not worth your growth. Right. Right. Don't be out here in bad situations listening to this and, and trying to figure out how you can apply it. If the person ain't shit, this, this, this conversation won't apply. <laughs> like, except for right. to the point where we just told you to let their ass go. Mm-hmm. So yep. let, let's make sure we're clear on that. Everybody ain't going to be worth this. You got to know who worth meeting in the middle with and who going to be for you and who you're willing to be for. Because everybody you're for ain't for you. Absolutely. At any, at any rate or in any capacity, a relationship should be dualistic, should be reciprocal. Um, and just know that, at any, I mean, when we're talking about pure relational, like actual relationships in itself, like I think when when people approach people even people naturally want something from you right so you know that off rip so that's how you can you can i mean there's something that somebody is looking for um within themselves when it comes to you know somebody else for instance like i might be looking for a friend or i might be looking for um advice i might be looking for a girlfriend right but the thing is you like Brooke said, you know, we don't we, we we shouldn't approach it. And I think that a lot of relationships, um, fuck it, well, I'll talk about it. I think, I think systemically, like it has made us think to, and it is a very patriarchal, patriarchal thing to, to want to own or have notions of owning your spouse or your wife, like she gets my last name or my kids have my last name. Like that's ownership. That's like, you're treating it as, as though it's property. Yeah. Me and Freddie is, had that conversation and he went too happy. Yeah. She should have my last name. It's like, but my, what if why? she the last person in her family with the last name? Like what yeah. if she's, what's going to continue her family's lineage? Do you care more about yourself so much that you have to own her and you have to own y'all family? Like y'all kids will still get your last name. <laughs> like, where, where do you compromise it? <laughs> I like I'm a, I'm a woman who's going to be marrying a woman. 
So if one of the kids got my last name and one of the kids got her last name so that our lineage can keep going, I'm not fighting you over a last name. Them our kids. I love you and I love them. I don't give a damn what they name on. Because I was fortunate enough to have a father and a biological father. And my, I remember at one point in time in life, I wanted to change my last name. And my daddy told me, I don't care what your name is. You still my baby. Right. I wanted to change my name to Harold after I, for the longest. I used to write, I remember in third grade, I used to write Brooke Harold on my shit. Because my daddy was picking me up from school every day. Brian Gladney won. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's not so this, because like I said, we all have relationship problems. I'm not even mad at my biological father because I've grown past that. But, you know, it's really a thing out here. And it's like, we nobody should own you. And yeah. y'all real attached to these names that belong to y'all ancestors, Ooh, slave owners anyway. Shit. Let's talk about why Malcolm X changed him name to X. Shit. Or why Elijah Muhammad gave Muhammad Ali the name Muhammad Ali Muhammad and he Ali. stopped using Cassius Clay. At some point, we have to figure out what's best for us, what works for us. Fuck what society tell you. Find somebody who you love, you care about, who gonna ride for you. Friend, cousin, siblings, spouse. Find them people and figure out what's gonna work for y'all to build an empire as a unit. Because, God damn right. it, we can't do it without each other. Fuck what right. you heard. Right. And I, <laughs> the reason I was laughing a minute ago is because I said that, honestly, you know, when I think about last name, I mean, we got to think about the big picture, right? Does I mean, yeah, I'm sure in some spaces like, you know, legalities and ownership of will and things of that nature. Yeah, the, the last name is is, you know, important, but that's that's our responsibility to investigate. But shit in things. the will, as, as long parents. as I say you go to A, B, C, D, E, F, G, because right. Ashton going to be in my will. Me and BJ done had this conversation. That that my baby. I love that boy with everything in me. So yeah. if if everything I got going to go to him and Adrian, if I ain't got kids by the time I'm gone. Right. So, but it, it makes me think of something I used to say, Rod, I used to tell Rod this, oh my God, when we was in, uh, we, we was leaving high school and going to college and I was just like, I don't want no kids because ain't nobody going to do it like me. I hate you. I hate you. Cause I, I mean, hate but, you. But like. This guy. is It's right. It's <laughs> like stupid. But just like, I mean, to that point, I mean, I don't want nobody to do it like me. I want you to be better than me. I want you Thanks. to I want you to to take what I give you, just like I've done with my dad and he's done with his dad. I want I want to give everything, get everything that you've given me naturally and take that shit and make it my own. Understood. Because I'm not because I do I am not owned by anybody. I'm a free man. You hear me? You dig? And again, tell like, him God. Tell him God. Talk right. talk your talk, God. <laughs> And so, and so, like the same thing goes with black women or women in general. Like, I don't own you. No, that's the beauty of a relationship. It's choice. Like, I choose to be around you, I, and not even like, yeah, I choose it at first, but it's like it feels right. It feels okay. It feels welcoming. It feels safe. It feels all these things that you know you feel, but your ass just won't express because that ain't rough and tough, and that ain't that ain't what men talk about. Right. Like, nigga, some of the best conversations are really in a black in a black barbershop. Because or a black what, beauty salon. A beauty shop. Yeah. I mean, I've never been to a black beauty you. salon. I got you. I got you. That's why I was, I was hitting it for the women. I got you. I didn't think yeah. both have Listen, I mean, I ain't gonna lie though. Like, I think my sisters, they did their own hair. So they ain't really, I mean, we ain't had money for uh, stuff. But, uh, understood. Understood. Like, my grandma go, go, used to go. So during the summer, man, I would go with my grandma. Listen, my mama didn't really I go bet. to the beauty salon, really. And my cousin worked in one. So that was a big difference. My cousin working in one made a change when she moved to Atlanta with us. 
Yeah. I almost said this earlier, but I think that no black leader has ever been as progressive or, or been able to progress in the way that he has. Our um, black male leader has been able to progress in the way that he has without a strong ass black woman. Ever. Oh, and so we, we, we're, we're, we are not the original leaders, I don't think. And so with that, I, I, <laughs> I just think about like, man, like y'all are really the best, black women are really the best teachers, the best educators. And that's who I really want to be around. Let's I talk about the song Black Woman. I encourage a black man, every black man, they need at least two to three black women who are mentors and vice versa. Like, Shout out to Miss Aisha. You need that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Miss Aisha, uh, Carla Jordan. Yeah, I was going to let you say that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was trying to be nice about it, let you get, get yeah. that one in. Or yeah. even back to my high school, when I talked about before, the my high school support system were women, mm-hmm. black women. So, yeah. you know, man. Uh, so what you about to say about the song? Oh, the song Black Woman, where it talk about, you know what I mean? In in that song, what's dude's name? Let me let me go over to my Apple Music, because I was just listening to it. All day long, I've been listening to Cleo. Um, let me tell you. Uh, let me see. I listened to Top of the Morning by D Smoke, If You Love Me. By Brownstone, Black Woman by Nick Grant, and Marry Me by David Banner. That if you haven't listened to that one, that was a good one. That's on his Godbox album. And then the song Black Woman, Nick Grant is saying, "I want you are the creator of all things. I want you to teach me how to love you, and stuff mm-hmm. like that." And it's like it's powerful. Or we could talk about Jill Scott when she talk about the black man. Was no, that was Angie Stone. Angie Stone. Angie Stone. That was my bad. Angie Come on, Stone. Black brother. Right. So. Yeah. It's like it's summer everywhere, and you hear the way we talk to each other and stuff like that. But just get some historical context to what you have going on. And like how I said, the same way you listen to your music, listen to each other. Because we all sitting here listening to the same music, feeling like we're feeling the same thing, but ain't nobody coming out there mouth to say it. Do better. And I'll, I'll say this, and this is my last point before I guess we wrap up because we had we had a time. I, mean, I don't know if we're going, you know what I'm saying? But since we're talking about songs and we're talking about black men, black women, and I think uh, we even a lot of the episode, this will probably be episode two where we talk about like songs and how they talk about the demoralization of black women and, and just the, the nuances that black men talk about and rap and solutions to that. But like the song by Stevie Wonder, this whole album. Oh my God. This whole You know album, I love Stevie. The songs in the key of love, 1976. Oh, yes. Yes. You, you, I, I'm going to say, you niggas need to listen to it. Everybody needs to listen to this damn this album. This is probably the most the most beautiful album ever created on earth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm biased and I don't care. But like there's a song on here called Black Man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's on the playlist. The the, listen. the, the yeah. hustle yeah. one the playlist. I got yeah. a hustle one the playlist. Yeah, yeah. That shit right. Links. All these things that we are referencing, books, we're gonna we're gonna drop links to it. Um but in this song, it it talks about just like everything that was done you know, was by black men. And it drops notions about them not being able to do these things without a black woman. And so it was just so empowering that, you know, the 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 song, you know, it ends and then there's a there's a classroom setting where the teachers, they're different teachers, black women, black men, I'm assuming, or just, you know, they're saying different things like who was the first man to set foot on the North Pole? And they say Matthew uh, Henderson. It's a Henson. black man. It's a black a man. man. And the, yeah, and the kid, a yeah. So, man. That's my right. shit. And so the last one 
It's we definitely got to play that in the background. We, when you're talking oh about this. God, man! Listen, this it talks about Harriet Tubman. Like, but there are so many more stronger, uh, not stronger, but more black women who have done so many great things in this, in just in the fight for justice, equality, like representation, like just to be heard, like so many different things, man. And and we can't like to the point I was making earlier, you cannot acknowledge the strength or the, the, the ambition of black man without thinking about his first teacher, his creator, a black woman. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I'm reading um, the autobiography of Malcolm X. And one of the things that he says is that the most progressive countries when he was traveling, uh, this is before he, you know, this is when he kind of separated from the nation of Islam. Mm -hmm. But he started traveling and he said the most progressive countries, the most educated, or the most, yeah, the most progressive countries were the countries where women were educated. Like, hello? <laughs> like, what? Like, why, duh, motherfuckers, duh. Like, duh, what? I don't know if it just, like, why doesn't it make sense? So, and when we see things in, in our society that, that often play on women's rights and equality for women, like, you know, their, their healthcare needs and, um, it just doesn't make sense. Like, why wouldn't we want our women happy? I can't imagine a country full of men. Like, just why? I don't understand. We appreciate everybody, you know, taking a listen in. You know what I'm saying? This is Black Responsibility. You know, the struggle for the liberation of Black people is Liberal consistent, is constant, and we... <laughs> it's ongoing, man. Oh, it's ongoing. It's ongoing. We appreciate y'all. I got you. I got you. We appreciate y'all for tuning in with us. Tell other people about us. Tell your friends. Share, like, yep. post. Follow us at Black Responsibility. Follow us separately. Mine is. I don't know if I want y'all to follow me separately, Freddie. I mean, uh, Kyle, you want them to fucking follow you separately? <laughs> um, I don't know. I just like could... having some for me. I like having some for me. Y'all probably will find our Instagrams through Black. Yeah, y'all gonna find it. But I like. Having Matter of fact, yeah, for yeah. Me. yeah. If y'all find it, that means y'all seeking. Facts. Kyle told me something when we was in undergrad sitting on the couch and we was having a heart to heart about some personal things and he said what you what is seeking you what is seeking you or hold on wait let me get it right you <laughs> you, you are ahead. seeking what's seeking you what you are yep. seeking is seeking you there we go so you want fulfillment you want empowerment you come get this shit you can find us <laughs> right we ain't, hard, we ain't hard to find we ain't hard to find my man pop yeah we ain't hard to find we ain't, man. man. And, man, and we here I for y'all. Wait. So. I can't wait. Till we, I can't wait till we do a, the uh, the podcast on black leaders. I was thinking oh about this shit the whole God. time. I, I can't wait to hit them with that lineage shit. one and then give them the uh, merch the story. Trinity. That, Ooh, hey, let's talk about some. the timeline. Start from Marcus Garvey all the way to Nipsey Hussle. Oh, my oh God. God. They ain't ready man. for the internet. They ain't ready yeah, for the internet. We appreciate y'all for tuning in with us, man. Put Put your people on. We we gonna be here if you got something to say. Make sure you comment. We'll definitely put it in there. We may even you know take some time to call some of y'all because we want this to be a holistic experience. We don't want y'all yep. to always be hearing from us. We gonna have some of our close people, fam, friends on here to give y'all different perspectives. We all gonna be great. We're gonna liberate one another. So y'all yep. hear us talking about these books and going in depth. This is not a facade. This is not for play play. We listening to the same music y'all listen to, watch the same TV shows and movies, and we read books around here, and we discuss them, and we mm -hmm. teach other people. So let's make this something that works for mm -hmm. all of us. Y'all help us 
help y'all. Yep. Just remember, y'all, today is just another day for this liberation of black people and the struggle for the liberation of black people. The struggle demands a revolution, and the revolution is black responsibility. Peace and power to all the gods and kings. Peace out! And same for the goddesses <laughs> and the queens. Man, stay on your shit. We need each other. And right. we all we got. We all we got for the people who know about the Nelly and them lunatics. We we all we got. We got. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. All right, y'all be great, man. All right, man. Signing off straight like that. Yeah. We just want to thank y'all so much for tuning into this episode. Our hope is that we were able to at least inspire um, you all to think and encourage you to reflect on today's topic. If you love the content that we're out here putting out, um, stay connected with us on Instagram at Black Responsibility, Facebook Black Responsibility, and y'all go ahead and slide over to the um, to the store and grab some merch. All right, appreciate y'all for listening. Peace out. <laughs>